This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, January 17th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. With the less-than-stellar news about the sagging dollar, a credit crunch, high oil prices, and creeping unemployment, it's not hard to see how the R word might sneak into the discussion. Cato Institute senior fellow Alan Reynolds provides his perspective. Normally, when you're looking at recession, you'd look at something tangible, not not, uh, and you'd look forward, not past. Um, uh, rising commodity prices. I'm shorting oil. I'm shorting gold. Uh, I, in other words, I'm betting they go down, uh, and and I've made some money doing that. Uh, falling do- dollar. I'm long the dollar, and it's been going up more than it's been going down since I did that and the last year. Um, uh, these, and since when do those necessarily uh, uh, tell you anything? Well, rising oil prices do. And it turns out I wrote a piece recently in the Financial Times reminding them that the Financial Times had said uh, I was the first prominent economist to use the R word in the last recession, January 2001. Uh, and, and then the obvious question is, why am I not joining that chorus today? And I said, well, it, it goes down to an old debate between two academic economists, James Hamilton, now at the University of California, San Diego, and a young guy named Ben Bernanke, who was then at Princeton, is now charged of the Fed. Uh, well, Hamilton said every recession in the post-war period, even in the 50s, was preceded by a big spike, a tripling or so, of oil prices. And the only exception was 1960. And that's still true today. That's also true. You know, that was true of 1990 with the, the Iraq invasion spike in oil prices. It was true in 2000. It went from about 12 bucks to 36 bucks. And what Bernanke came back with, he said, yes, but most of those cases, the Fed and other central banks, the European central bank, were raising interest rates as energy. Pro- in other words, they were targeting not core inflation, but inflation, including oil prices. Uh, and that's a pretty good point, an interesting observation. So which was really causing it? Was it the higher interest rates, the tighter Fed policy? Was it oil prices or was it the double whammy getting hit with both? Now, is this the opportunity to learn ultimately? This may be the opportunity, sure, because this is the <laughs> this time oil was going up to $100. It's down to about 90 as we speak. Um, and uh, and Bernanke was, was taking interest rates down rather than up on Fed funds, on, on bank reserves, essentially, overnight money. And um, uh, there is a perception that he's certainly going to continue to do that. That remains to be seen. One of the points in that piece, I said that the, when the yield curve is inverted, that is the Fed funds rates higher than the 10-year bond yield, that's usually risky. Um, but that's just another way of saying the same thing. And it is still today, as I speak, a little higher. But I think uh, uh, by the time we get to the end of the January, it won't be. And so if we don't have an inverted yield curve, and, in, and uh, then we'll get a test of whether Bernanke was right or Hamilton, whether oil prices or interest rates are more important. Notice I haven't said anything about consumers. I haven't said anything about housing. Uh, these are very unlikely to lead us into a recession, never have before. Uh, in the recession of uh, 1990 to 91, uh, real consumption spending rose as an a- at an annual rate of 3.6%. Rose, it only fell in a couple of months, and that was at the end, not didn't lead us in. It was, you know, afterward. In the recession of uh, 2000, uh, 2001, um, the, uh, into 2001, I meant to say, the uh, real consumption rose at an annual rate of 4%, fell in two or three months, uh, toward again, toward the end of the period, mostly. Um so the, uh, to focus on the consumer is wrong. The consumer goes down after producers go down, businesses lose money, they start having the losses, then they cut employment, and then you've got a problem. But we've got to get the causality right. 
the problem is, is if there is one, is high business costs, including high energy costs, and including uh, uh, debt costs. So if the rates go down, they can refinance their debts at lower interest rates. Treating perception as reality, there is a very common perception that re- recession is upon us. And so Congress, of course, has decided that now would be a good time to step in with some sort of uh, so-called stimulus package, evaluate sort of the impulse and some of the ideas that you see floating around. Fiscal stimulus, as though we know what that is. And somebody on one of the networks said, which candidate is best prepared to, to prevent recession? As though that was something presidents can do and, and should do. Uh, first of all, if it's a real problem, such as building too many houses, you've got to stop building houses. And we've done that now for quite a long while. And it's subtracted about 1% off GDP of quarter after quarter after quarter. In other words, when, it, when we got a 4%, it would have been 5 or actually the last report, third quarter, would have been 6% GDP growth, uh, except for that we, we subtracted the housing out of it. Uh, so what are we going to do? Are we going to try to uh, get, get builders to build more houses again? Well, if you've got too many houses, that's not a good idea. You've got to let the price fall. That'll encourage buyers to buy, and it'll uh, discourage sellers from selling so many or trying to sell so many, and the market will work its way out. Um, uh, to, to that extent, you don't want to mess with things. Um, do you want to bail out people who made bad investments, bad bad borrowing deals, both borrowers and lenders, engaging in a certain certain gamesmanship here? Obviously not, because they'll do it again. I'm not saying that there isn't anything be, can be done. Uh, the person who's best prepared to, to prevent a recession is Ben Bernanke, but he's not running for president. And that's a good thing. <laughs> and that's probably a good thing. <laughs> Alan Reynolds is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. Reynolds' recent piece in the Financial Times, Why I Am Not Using the R Word This Time, is available at cato.org.